Light of the world You step down into darkness Open my eyes Let me see Beauty that made This heart adore you Hope of a life spent with you Here I am to worship Here I am to bow down Here I am to say that You're my God You're altogether lovely Altogether worthy Altogether wonderful to me King of all days Oh so highly exalted Glorious in heaven above Humbly you came To the earth you created All for love's sakes became poor Here I am to worship Here I am to bow down Here I am to say that you're my God You're altogether lovely Altogether worthy Altogether wonderful to me I'll never know how much it costs To see my sin upon your cross I'll never know how much it cost To see my sin upon your cross Jesus, I'll never know how much it cost to see my sin upon your cross. So here I am to worship, here I am to bow down, here I am to say that you're my God. You're altogether lovely, altogether worthy, altogether wonderful to me. Here I am to worship, here I am to bow down, here I am to say that you're my God. You're altogether lovely, altogether worthy, altogether wonderful to me. Jesus, you're the lover of my soul. Jesus, I will never let you go. You've taken me 
from the miry clay set my feet upon your rock now i know and i love you lord i love you i need you Oh, my world may fall, I'll never let you go. You're my Savior, my closest friend. I will worship you until the very end. Jesus, you're the lover of my soul. Jesus. I will never let you go You've taken me From the miry clay Set my feet upon a rock Now I know I love you I need you Though my world may fall, I'll never let you go. You're my Savior, my closest friend. And I will worship you until the very end. I love you. I need you. Though my world may fall, I'll never let you go. You're my Savior, my closest friend. I will worship you until the very end. Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. Oh, Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Remember I shared with you how I was leading a worship circle at CGMA convention. And all, everybody was a cappella. We went to Acapulco to sing hallelujah to the Lord, you know. We were worshiping. And I opened my eyes because the Bible says watch and pray. And as I opened my eyes, the Lord opened my eyes. And I'm seeing what's actually going on in reality. Everybody's got their hands in there and singing and praising. But the Lord shows me there's, there was something like smoke coming up from their hands and their mouths going up. And as it went up, 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 it came to a kind of a table, which I guess is an altar of some kind. Table and it went up over the table onto the top of the table. And there were two persons, magnificent. It's hard to talk about sometimes, you know. Magnificent people, beings that leaned forward over the table and went like that. They breathed in deeply. They breathed in. It says sweet smelling incense before the Lord. And there was a smile came across the, the greatest being's face. That was Father God's who that was. Smile. And both of them breathed in a big smiles. And then they breathed out. And as they breathed out, there was, there was something coming out of their mouth and gave, came across the table and transformed and began to drop back down toward us. And that was due. And I finally said, Lord, what are you showing me, Lord? What is this? What is this, Holy Spirit? 
He says, this is nothing more than the sweet smelling praise incense of the king's kids, the children of God, as they worship coming up before the throne and being received at the throne as living sacrifices and being processed into the heart of God and being exhaled from Father God's breath. Coming out, this is nothing more than the favor of God coming down like dew from heaven upon them. Yeah, amen. Praise you, Jesus. Think about that. I want to do it. Well, that's why, that's why I repeat. My wife has told me, quit saying things over again. They get bored with you. Well, Peter, Peter said, I, I'm writing you these things again, didn't he? In the, in the book of Peter, first Peter. He said, I, I know you know these things, but I'm going to tell you again because you can't get enough of it, see? So that's what that is. We need to hear these things. Oh, we need to understand. We need, what's, what's the word say, uh, Dwayne, in 1 Corinthians? When you come together, every one of you has a doctrine, has a revelation, has a teaching, has a song, has a tongue, right? And what do we call Wednesday night? It's our believers meeting. It's our believers meeting. So this isn't the Gary and Dola show. <laughs> and I sure try not to make it that if I can, okay? So that was, that was a revelation shared with you. Let that be an enlightening to your thinking and realize that if you'll, if you'll overcome anything emotional that's going on in you, and I know, I, Mike, I watched you come in and you just look, oh, like you said, you beat up. It was, it was, it was showing, you know. And we're, we're, we're going <laughs> to... We're... <laughs> No, it's okay. It's see, I can, I can. On Wednesday evenings, I can see what you've been through. Maybe not specifically, but see that you've been through something that day when you come in. You can come. It's it's there. It's showing. You, you're not. Your poker face isn't working too good. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so, and, and that's a you all, not just. That's you all. That's not you, Mike. That's that's everybody here. You know, you can just, you can see it. But we come in and bring the sacrifice of praise and what ends up, what, what's going on. Sweetness. Can I say a praise, please? Yes. Uh, after you guys prayed for my ears, my ears popped, and I haven't been busy since. Glory to God. Yes. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. You didn't get to hear earlier, Cecil gave, oh, you heard that, didn't you? Cecil gave that. And then this thing down here with this foot, they'd said nine to 12 months before I could even walk on it. And here I am three, three and a half months later, no cane, no walker, no nothing. And they even said this morning at the, at the hospital, they, they said, I think we're supposed to discharge you. <laughs> Hallelujah. Glory to God. Favor. That's favor. The favor. We'll write a book called The Flavor of Favor. Yeah. I, I guess this is, it's in that vein too. Um, for a lot of people, they're, they're proclaiming over themselves that this is a bad year. They, they state that all the time. But, you know, I, even though I had a small little bout with, with the COVID and I told you that it's actually a blessing so I could be with my grandchildren during that time because they're going through it. Um, there's, there's been... I've really felt like I've had a blessed year. I think there's a lot of good things that happened. 
um, and some some other people. Bobby Bobby got some blessing um, that uh, she's free from debt. Uh, you know, that that's a bad year. No, that's a that's a good thing. That's a good year, knocked out thirty years. So, so, the the devil make you look at at all the bad things, and if you listen to all the bad things, then you're going to start thinking, yeah, 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 this bad thing happened to me too. But you're not going to see the overall picture that you are blessed and that that things are working in your life. I. Um, all the time that I've got to, to spend with my grandkids, the great love that uh, that uh, they pour out towards me, uh, um, why I have such favor with Annabelle. I, <laughs> she just she just loves her grandpa. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, those those things are, are things that I enjoyed. I refuse to give in and be afraid of my grandchildren through this and. Uh, I, I, I preached uh, through, through all this uh, faith over fear and, and not allowing those things that are trying to exalt themselves above the glory of God to have their reign. Mm -hmm. you know, that shouldn't be ruling and reigning in our hearts. Amen. Um, our God is big enough. Our God can provide a way. Our God, as, as I've said a few times this year, can do things that have never been done before. He can create them. And you know, if you, we, we have to be fed by ravens coming to us, as long as it's not Ray Lewis, I, I probably would accept it. But <laughs> Ray Lewis is a football player for the Baltimore Ravens. Right, a superb linebacker, yeah. And I'm a Steeler fan. Yeah. yeah. But <laughs> shame, shame, shame. But, but we can, <laughs> the, there are so many good things to focus on. I, I continue to, to talk about repeating, continue to pound in Philippians 4.8. Finally, those things which are good and pure and true and yep. honest and a good report, a virtue, if they have anything lovely, dwell on those things. And if you do that, then you start to see the the glory of the Lord around you, that you're protected, that you, you have yeah. blessings coming forth, that the enemy's trying to hide from you. There's, there's those diamonds in the desert that are just laying there to be picked up. Mm -hmm. But we might not see them because we're dwelling on, I'm in the desert. <laughs> <laughs> and I've lived in the desert. I know what you're talking about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Thank you for sharing that. So, because yeah, we are favored. We are favored people. And, and I, I just thought that that went along with your theme of favor today. Uh, All right. That we make testimonies of, in that area. Amen. We're, one of the, uh, it's interesting. You understand as a believers meeting, there's not a script. I don't have an outline set up here. I'm going to teach this, 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 this. Not going to do that. It's a believers meeting for us to to let the gift of God come out of us. You know, we may not have a gift of speaking, preaching, teaching or that. Well, we've got something. God has something for each of us to do in the body. And one of the things that we need to make sure we're diligent about, okay, that we're really diligent about is to get the viewpoint of the Lord. 
the mind of Christ, it's called in, in 1 Corinthians 2, 2 Corinthians 2. <laughs> the mind of Christ, the thinking of Christ, okay? And to realize this, he, there's a little saying that I like to share with people. God said, I love you this much. And then he died. <coughs> now, for someone to love you that much and die for you, think about how deep, how great that is and how, how he must, what he must think of you in his mind, what, what his mind must be fixated upon about you. It's not about your own little, our own little pea brain, uh, little noodle up here, what it sees and perceives of us. Oh, I, the, you know, I'm, I'm not quite as nice looking as I ought to be, or, you know, uh, I'm, I've been complaining to Dola. She's been fattening me up. I said, I'm getting a Dunlap around my middle here. It's Dunlap over my belt, you know. <laughs> you know, we see things like that and, and get into the negativity about it and focus on that. But I had a race car driver tell me one time, my, my son-in-law is a race car driver, but it wasn't him. But this is years back. He made the comment that whatever you're focusing on, if you're racing cars, that could be a really intense, stressful situation when you're trying to go for the prize. And he said, what you have to do is if uh, you're, you're looking for openings to get ahead of the other cars and you're going around this track and you got a wall over here and you have cars over here and you see this opening. He said, if you start thinking, oh, I don't want to hit the wall. Mm, I don't want to hit the wall. I'm not gonna, I don't want to hit that wall. Mm, you're goosing the pedal. He said, without fail, guess what's going to happen? Yeah. You're, you're, you're telling the, the real you, the spirit being person, the, the subconscious as a psychiatrist called. The subconscious is telling it doesn't understand negatives. I'm, I don't want to hit that wall. I don't want to hit that wall. What it's understanding is you're saying, let's hit that wall. Let's hit that wall. It's telling the rest of you, let's hit that wall. So that's what happens. But he said, what, what I've discovered through the years, if I'm going to win my race, when I, I'm back here, I see that opening. I focus on the opening. And the seed of going through that opening is planted in here. So my, my, my thinking is, I'm, I'm going to make it through there. I'm going through. I'm going through. And he said, without fail, he said, so almost like magic, he just, he just pulls through there and gets it and wins the race. So in life, in our spiritual life, you understand the spiritual life is the most important thing of your existence. You know, in priorities, they taught us in Bible college, really wise provost of the school taught us, there are, there are priorities that you have to learn and focus on in life. And he listed an order. He said, number one, your relationship with the Trinity, with Father, Son, and Holy, your relationship with God. And he said, excuse me, try to do a yawn, I'm sorry. Uh, then number two was your relationship with your spouse. He says, because that was the very next institution that God created when he created, recreated the earth like he did, was marriage, family. And then number three would be your children. <coughs> number four would be your career, job, or whatever that would be. Number five would be your kinfolk extended family. Number six would be friends. Number seven would be everybody else. And I thought, I thought it was pretty wise advice. have tried to implement that in my life. So whenever we're going through life, our relationship with the Lord 
I want to uh, uh, Sunday, I've got a, you know, we're sharing on being a place of, of all these different places of blessing and acceptance and all that. We're, we're still going to stay on the place of blessing, but it's going to be how to be a blessing. You ever wondered that? Lord, how can I be a blessing? You said you shall be a blessing. How can I be a blessing? What, what can I do to, to implement that? So I want to share about how to be a blessing. So we'll go along with that. We're going to we're going to get those aspects of, if you want to call it teaching in our minds and get that mindset about our spiritual life. One of the things I was sharing about the race car driver, one of the things that we have to do, the word says, as we have second Corinthians chapter three, verse 18, we all with an open face, in other words, our eyes are opened up, behold, as in a, as is in a reflective mirror, the glory of the Lord and we're transformed from glory to glory by the spirit of the Lord. What is he working on? He's working on the word, the image of the word of God that you've been digesting inside you. OK, but it also says Romans 12 2. everybody knows Romans 12, one or two. But you, you present yourselves a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable unto God, which is your spiritual worship and be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Renewing in, in the Greek language literally means the remodeling of your mind, the refurbishing of your mind. Why? Into the mind of Christ uh, things that we can do. One of the most important things psychiatrists have also revealed this. You will believe yourself over every anybody else. You realize that you ever thought about that. You believe what you tell yourself over what anybody else tells you. What, what do you do? And you're planting seeds of words, frequencies of words into your innermost being. And you'll believe that over everything else. So you'll act on and believe something that your own inner ear, your inner ear takes greater heed to what you say than anyone else says. So what do we need to do? How do we? It, because it's actually directly connected to your spirit, actually. The, the, the inner ear, the, the inner ear. Of, now, I'm not talking about physically, but just in, in the, the uh, what realm, the spiritual realm, you might say. The soulish realm is is directly connected into your inner man, your subconscious, your spirit man. And you'll record things and believe what's said by this inner by the, the inner ear, what your mouth says. So the important thing is, remember, I read from James about getting control of our lips and our mouth and all that. Important thing is that we learn to plant what the word says and do it on a regular basis. Uh, Christianity is called around the world the great confession. You ever heard it called? You ever heard that word used? The great confession. And what is the great confession? What makes it the great confession? Because you you confess with your mouth, Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead. You shall be saved. Right. That frequency, you unleash that frequency and it, it sets you free, makes you greens you to the new creation. Well, when you, you need to continue in that vein of living as a new creation, a new spiritual species, you got to be trained in that new spiritual species existence. And that's what the word's for. That's why there are uh, prophets, pastors, teachers, evangelists, apostles. That's why they're, they're put on the earth for that reason. And, and I, I discovered I have things in my files and I like to pull them out sometimes because it's good to remember things. Uh, I, I, if you'd like, I can make copies of this for the church and all. It says the title of Scripture Confessions things the word says about us. 
I am the body of Christ. My body is the house of God and God lives in me. First Corinthians 6, 15 to 19. See, that'd be a good. That's a good thing to say to yourself, like the race car driver saying you don't want to hit the wall or I'm going through. I am the body of Christ. My body is the house of God. God lives in me. Here's another one. Satan has no power over me. I have been delivered from the power of darkness and translated into the kingdom of God's dear son. Colossians 1.13. That's one of the power prayers that, that I've been sharing with you and praying out loud. And what we do every night on the couch when we're, we're getting ready to go to bed, we're doing devotions together. And uh, maybe she says I sound like a broken record, but I'm doing it regardless. I don't care what my emotions say about it. That's power. Those words are super powerful. And what I what I fully expect is to see the family here growing spiritually and come back and say, hey, hey, you ought to hear what God showed me the other day. I want to hear I want to hear that. I expect to hear that. Uh, there's another one, Ephesians 1:17, that says, uh, "We, I pray, Father, you, the Father of glory, would give to Mike the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of you, the eyes of Mike's understanding being enlightened, that he would know the hope of your calling, the riches of the glory of your inheritance in the saints, and the greatness of your power to us who believe according to the resurrection of Jesus." Now, I'm not picking on you specifically. I'm just saying we say that over everybody. We loose that as, as, a, as it says, pastors, watch for your souls as someone who has to give account to God. So as a, a spiritual covering, we're speaking that over you guys. We're expecting that you to see these things that you haven't seen before and see them in a way that you, you can act on them. Because it's not just hearing someone talk about it. It's actually doing something with it. You know, I remember my. My, my wife, one time I'm sitting there saying, oh, I love you. Oh, honey, I just love you so much. And we'd been uh, there'd been a little tension about some stuff going on and all that. So I, I maybe was a little catty with her. Today. Oh, honey, I just love you. Oh, mm. and she kind of pushes away and says, you love me. You say you love me. Why don't you show me? God says that about us. You, you say you love my word. You say that you believe my word. Show me. Show me. So I'm, I'm demonstrating to you some things that we can do. We can plant inside of our real innermost being, the spirit man, the subconscious. And what they'll do is they'll spring up. Jesus said the kingdom of God works this way as if you should cast seed into the ground. And it says that you go to sleep, go to work, school or whatever, go to sleep, get up night and day. And you don't know what happens exactly, but you know before you know it, you're able to ch ch chop a harvest out of that seed. Okay? That's how that works. It's the innermost person believing what you say over anything else, anyone else says. Believing what you say. So you say this out loud. I submit myself to God. I resist the devil and he flees from me. Resist in the Koine Greek is a word that means make war on the devil. One of the best ways is you don't have to play guitar, but just start worshiping. Drives him nuts. They're all, I saw in the spirit one time, they're all going, ah, ah, ah. They're just screaming like that whenever you're worshiping in their presence, especially when you worship in, in tongues. 
in the spirit, that drives them out of their mind. Because they can't get into your secrets in, see? <laughs> That's James 4, 7. And here's another really important one. I have the mind of Christ, 1 Corinthians 2, 16. I change it to, I am possessed by the mind of Christ. Okay. Jesus said, the prince of the world comes, but he has nothing in me. Just like Jesus, I decree that Satan has nothing in me. I refuse. I refuse to permit him to have anything in me. John 14, 30. And here's another really good one because I, I've interacted with some of our family that were sharing with me. There were things they were dealing with mentally. Not mental illness, just things that come at them and problems and, and, and creating issues in them. I cast down imaginations and every thought that tries to exalt itself against the knowledge of God, which is the word. Okay. I bring my thoughts into captivity to the obedience of Christ and his word, having a ready mind to revenge all disobedience. I'm going to open a can of whoop on disobedience. Okay. I'm going to take the word and whoop on it. And this is one that Dwayne shared a moment ago. I think on things that are true, honest, just, pure, lovely, and of good report. If there's any virtue or praise, I think on these things. Philippians 4, 8. One translation says, I dwell on them. That's right. Not just a casual passing thought. Yeah. It's not, I nod to, the, to this thought. I park there. I park and set my tent up there. <laughs> and have barbecue on it. <laughs> Amen. And here's another really good one. Thy word have I hid in my heart that I might not sin against thee. Psalm 119, 11. That was one of my favorite children's church scriptures to teach the kids, you know. And here is another really important one. Father God, if I sin, you said, if I confess and repent of my sin, you are faithful and just to forgive me and to cleanse me from all unrighteousness. First John 1, 9. Do you realize that's your first homework assignment from heaven when you get saved? I shared earlier with uh, services before. Think of a giant circle. Uh, when, when I was up yonder in 1981 after the car wreck for a while. I don't know how long, but up there, I was astounded at people that I saw up there. I never would have suspected of making it to heaven. <coughs> Why is that? Why would you see people that, and you, you would be shocked at them too. Why would you see that? Because Father God is a legalist. He's the Supreme Justice of the Supreme Court of the universe. The, the lawyer to beat all lawyers. And then the son Jesus is just right with him too. And they will take every little, every little opening in the letter of the law, the word of God to make sure you're in heaven. How great the father's love for us, the song says. Amen. He'll do everything he can to make sure. So that's what's happened throughout history is he's done everything he could to get everybody. It's not his will that any should perish, but all come to repentance through Jesus Christ. So he uses every device available. So uh, your first assignment as a child of God, there's that big circle and that circle is called salvation. But there is a smaller circle inside the circle of salvation. You know, Christians, people that you'd see, you saw uh, come to an altar and pray and, and, and get emotional, and everything else and get excited about the Lord. But then they turned away. 
they stepped away. People leave me alone. <laughs> I'm in church. <laughs> they turn away. I was one of those as a teenager. I, I rode the holy coaster, did this up and down, in and out for a while. And then finally got established and made a quality decision to stay with Jesus after that. But you see what happens is the ones who aren't staying with Jesus, as we would call it, and, and they're not living the Christian life, as we would call it. They've stepped outside. This smaller circle is father's house. This bigger circle is father's family. Salvation. And then there are those, uh, the, the ones that really press in that, that do this scripture right here on a consistent basis. They're in the house. Okay. They're in the house. The others, you press why we pray for them. That's why uh, Dad Hagen sh shared with us in school. The Lord showed him one time, this is what you need to do when you're praying for people to be saved. Your family members is the word says the the God of this world, who is Lucifer, who took the world over from Adam. Uh, he has blinded the eyes of those who don't believe that they should not see the light of the gospel because no one in their right mind will turn Jesus down. No one in their right mind will turn heaven down. You realize that or the kingdom of God? No one. God is love. No one would turn love down in their right mind, but they're not in their right, right mind because their eyes have been blinded to the light. So he, Jesus shared this with him. He said, what you need to do is exercise your authority as my child and break the powers of darkness over their soul, over their eyes of their understanding. Claim, then you claim their salvation and their deliverance from darkness. Then you, you say, Father God, I'm asking for and I'm dispatching according to your word. It says the angels of God are sent to minister for those who are heirs of salvation. You've, you've seen that scripture in Hebrews. The angels are sent forth. They're waiting on they're waiting for assignment. They will go. Those that are destined for salvation, which everybody is, they'll go. And you say, Father God, let the angels bring laborers across their path that they will listen to and receive from. that can shine that light into their heart and get them saved. And, you know, I've, I did that. He's done it. I've done it. I have seen shocking instances of people. You know, I had a younger sister, two years younger, Susie. <coughs> Susie had went to the same altar I did in the Assembly of God in, in Texas as a teenager. But she turned away from it. She ran as far as she could. And as an adult, if I said Jesus around her, I would get a cussing. She's got an acid tongue, that girl. They call her Dragon Lady at the plant that she ran, okay? That was her nickname, Dragon Lady. And she's got a dragon mouth with fire coming out. And she would cuss you up one side down the other for trying to introduce spirituality in Jesus. But I began in earnest. I'd heard that she'd gotten in a little legal trouble. And I was praying in earnest. I'm 1,200 miles apart. I'm going up to, many, to near Minneapolis for a CGMA convention. As I pull in the parking lot of the place we were going at, the phone rings. It's Susie. I didn't recognize her, but she says, Junior, Junior. That's what she called me. Junior, guess what? Huh? Who is this? This is your sister, <laughs> Dragon Lady. This is your sister, Dragon Lady. <laughs> this is your sister. I said, yeah, yeah. Hey, hey, how you doing, Susie? I'm great. She says, I got saved. I got saved. She was all excited and jumping up and down. I said, really? Praise God. What happened? What happened to you? She says, oh, she says, oh, praise God, praise. She's just doing this. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Oh, glory to God. And so what happened, Susie? What happened? You, you know who Joel Osteen is? 
Yeah, yeah, I, I, I like Joel. Yeah, yeah. She said, oh, praise God. Thank you, Lord. Oh, praise God. She's, everything she said, oh, praise you, Lord. Instead of the opposite of that, every other word, it was praise you, Lord. She said, I have, someone gave me a Tim LaHaye book, you know, the Left Behind books. And she said, I just, one day I just started to reopen up, started reading it. And I'm going along and it was really scaring me. Oh, it was scaring me bad. She said, then suddenly one page I turned and it said, this is how you can avoid this. You get saved, you receive Jesus. And she said there was a prayer and I prayed, I prayed that prayer. Oh, she was just bawling. Oh, thank you, Lord, I got saved. Hallelujah. But that, and I'm not taking credit, but I'm saying you unleash a frequency of heaven that is just unbelievable when you pray according to the word. And that's what I did. I broke the powers of darkness and I claimed her return to Father's house. Earnest, earnestly do that. If you know people, you're believing for people, we'll do it together tonight. You got some people in mind. We'll do it. And we're going to watch them come to the kingdom. Watch them come home. Amen. Come home. You that, are, you that are weary, come home, the song says. Glory to God. Amen. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Praise you, Lord. Praise you, Lord. You get anything out of this? You, you get anything? Praise God. Okay. Just a little, just a wee, a wee little bit. Top of the morning to you, brother. <laughs> Here is a really important one. First Corinthians 10, 13. Lord, you said there is no temptation that has come to me or that can come to me that is not common to man. Nothing that is beyond human resistance. You are faithful to your word and to your love for me. And you will allow me to be tempted beyond, not allow me to be tempted above my strength to resist. And you'll provide a way out or a way of escape. So I'll be strong against it. Now, that verse is power packed. I have a series someday, God's Problem Solving Devices, that talks about what he's, the ways he's provided out for each of us to deal with this spiritually. It's actually called Heaven's Problem Solvers. Here is another one. I am of God and I have overcome every antichrist spirit because greater is he who is in me than he who is in the world. First John 4, 4. Another, this is the basis of your walk. Second Corinthians 5, 7. I live and walk by faith and not by sight or feelings. I, I, in recent years here, I've been walking this walk. 19, May 30th, 1975 would be how long now? 75. That's 25, 35, 45 years. That's 45 years I've been. And not perfect at all. No, but uh, pressing toward the Lord. <laughs> and there is times, many of those decades, I have still lived by feelings. Y'all ever do that? Y'all ever? Can you read that again, please? Wh which one? The one I just read? Yeah, the one you just read. I live and walk by faith and not by sight or feelings. You know, faith in what? I live by faith in what? Yeah. Faith in the mind of Christ. You know, faith in what he says, right? That's where a lot of people get led astray. Faith in Exactly. Smart. I was just getting ready to say yeah. that. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Amen. But, but faith. Faith is going to be in something. This, this has to be. Do you remember the, the, the story I shared about the, the blimp they were doing the, and the soldiers were holding? It was last week or week four about the soldiers holding on to the blimp and it suddenly got raised up, started lifting them in the air. And the really smart ones let go of the rope. But there was a bunch of them holding on to it. And as it got higher and higher, they would start dropping off. They, their, their hands couldn't hold it, right? But there was one that stayed like several hours 
hanging on this blimp on this rope and people were screaming and all excited and concerned and all that. They finally got the thing down and they asked him, what did you do? How did you survive this thing? And he says, oh, he says, I got, he's a country boy. He said, I got to thinking as I was watching everybody and saw everybody dropping off and thinking, man, I'm no better than any of the rest of these guys here. My hands aren't going to hold up much longer either. I'm having trouble here. He said, I just thought a minute and I said, no, here's what I'll do. He reached around and wrapped the rope around his waist and tied a knot. And he said, I just hung free. The whole time you've been screaming at me, I've been hanging free and having a good time up here. So that's what we have, the attitude we take of what's in here. We hang free on what's in here. We, we, we put our reliance on what's in here. You know, the, the, the few months back when this little situation with MRSA happened in this foot, what were the facts? The facts were the doctor coming in, they did surgery, um, hurting, swelled up three times normal size, hurting like crazy. The doctor comes in, says, we got your imaging back. You have MRSA infection in your bones. We need to plan on removing your toes and possibly your foot by Sunday or Sunday morning. Uh, that's some nasty facts, ain't it? An expert sharing nasty facts with you. But what happened? I, I grabbed the rope of the word. Someone, uh, I, I knew there was a verse about this. Proverbs 3.26 says, The Lord will be your confidence and keep your foot from being taken. And I, that may not literally mean that in that sense, but I accepted it as that. It became a rhema spoken from heaven word to me at that point. I stood on that. That was Friday afternoon when Dr. James came in there and said that. I let my wife know. She was all upset. But I said, we're going to stand on truth over the facts, the nasty facts she shared. What it looks like is not going to be what's going to happen. The truth is what's going to happen. Saturday morning, I wake up and it wasn't a good time in there. You believe me, it was not a good time in the hospital. I wake up Saturday morning. And I, huh. I look down at my foot. There's no pain. What's going on down there? There was no pain. The swelling had gone down to a normal size foot. Yeah, that's standing on, that's wrapping that rope around and standing on the work. And so the encouragement is for each of us as a member of the King's Kids, we're the King's Kids squad or regiment, okay? For us to learn to get our minds settled on this, to meditate, to chew the cut on that rather than the facts staring at you. Amen? Amen? I think I've had a good time. I've about teached myself happy. <laughs> Are you blessed? You better say amen because you're blessed. <laughs> the word says it. Amen. And so you know, anybody that wants this will work on getting copies. We'll just make a bunch of them, I guess. And I still told you I would get you the, the Proverbs verses. There are dozens of them about words and about your mouth on there. It's important. Okay. Amen. Thank you, Father God. Do you want to bring us out with prayer? You want to? He wants you to come on up. Get your moment in the sun here. Father God, we thank you that you send your message, that you send your message through your people, through your Holy Spirit working in them. We thank you, Lord, for the direction that you have given us today, the building up of our inner man through what we have received today so that we might be who we are and not who we tend to think we are. 
but we will look at your word more closely. We will scrutinize and we will see your word and the truth that is in it and accept that as truth and not that that others would bring us. We thank you that, that these things are being, being put in our hearts as, as the word is spoken forth. We thank you for the compilation of words that, that Gary was given today to bring. And we, we trust that your word will get deeper and deeper in our hearts as we are being transformed from glory to glory. And now as we go out, let that glory shine as we're out there in the world that we may draw people unto you, that our love would, the love that has been placed in us through you will shine forth and extend and, and bring people unto salvation, bring people unto the desire for the knowledge and, and knowing of you and the Ginesco knowing the deep, intimate knowing, not just the superficial knowing. And we, we now um, thank you that you are with us, you do not leave us nor forsake us, and that our pathways, the steps of righteous man, are ordered by the Lord as we go forth. And we are the righteousness of God in Christ. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Amen. Amen. Thank you, Dwayne. We want to 